0: This podcast is supported by Anchor FM. If you've ever thought about doing your own podcast, then check out Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a free podcast platform that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or your tablet if you got one. I really can't recommend these guys enough. It was worth switching over from another platform. Once you set up your podcast, Anchor FM will automatically distribute it to all other platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or such and such. It's very easy, very streamlined, and you can start making money immediately. Download the free Anchor app or log on to Anchor.fm to get started. This is a Kitty Pod production. Welcome to C.R. Crime, the only podcast dealing with tales of true crime in New York's Capital Region. I'm your host, Jason Bullitt, whom you may remember as being the host of the Keep It to Yourself podcast, the parent podcast of this show. This episode marks the conclusion of our month-long series, looking back at the 2015 prison break from the Clinton Correctional Facility in Dannemora. Here, we'll look at the end of the manhunt and the almost mind-blowing details of the State Inspector General's report on the Breakout. There are two things here before I get into this episode that I want to address off the top. First of all, a bit of housekeeping. I'll be taking next week off for both the 4th of July weekend and as a bit of respite from this podcast. It is unknown what the subject of the next episode, slated for release on Thursday, July 9th, will be. Maybe we'll stay in the Adirondacks, maybe we won't. Stay tuned. Second of all, for the first three episodes of this series... Charles A. Gardner's book, Dana Moore, Two Escape Killers, Three Weeks of Terror, and The Largest Manhunt Ever in New York State, served as the primary source of information. However, for the grand finale, we recognize the excellent coverage of the Plattsburgh Press Republican on this story. When last we left Richard Matt and David Sweat, they had taken shelter in a cabin in the Northern Adirondacks, specifically a cabin at the Twisted Horn Camp in Owl's Head a hamlet located in the Franklin County town of Belmont. That's Belmont spelled with two L's. On the morning of June 20th, 2015, John Stockwell, a corrections officer who was not involved in any of the ongoing manhunt operations two weeks in, went with his black Labrador retriever, Dolly, to check on the camp. Dolly ran out ahead of Stockwell, who rode to the camp aboard an ATV on the mile-and-a-half-long trail. The dog came running back with hair on end and his ears perked, a telltale sign that something was amiss. Stockwell went into the cabin and discovered Matt and sweat hiding out having virtually ransacked the cabin. Stockwell busted out his handgun and managed to flush out the two fugitives from the cabin. With no cell phone service in the immediate area, Stockwell had to wait 20 minutes to get anything resembling a decent signal, to call 911. However. He met up with a group of ATV riders, and after seeing a New York State police cruiser drive by, they decided to go tell them about the discovery. 45 minutes after seeing Matt and Sweat, two of the troopers discovered items that were unwittingly left behind in their haste to depart the cabin without either getting caught or shot at, one of which was mentioned in the last episode, as you may recall. Previous to the discovery, Matt and Sweat had been holed up in the cabin for several days. The former enjoyed the fact that he had civilian creature comforts at his disposal for the first time in ages, such as hot showers and such. Sweat, though, took different, and stated that their isolation had been breached, according to the press Republican, and wanted to leave while the getting was still good. Forced out of shelter under threat of gunfire, the two fugitives continued the Adirondack remake of O Brother Where Art Thou? However, while they left evidence at the cabin, they picked up a new item, a feeling of tension between the two. It seems as though Matt had taken to the bottle pretty good while in the cabin, and it was also sussed out that he was not the most svelte of men either. Both ultimately worked to his disadvantage, and on June 26th, Matt stumbled and fell to the ground, making a noise which would have been a giveaway to those still searching for him. Sweat, finally rid of his once cooperative partner and glad of it, trailed off on his own and hid in a place in Malone the seat of Franklin County. On June 26, 2015, Chris Voss, a United States Border Patrol agent, was searching for the pair off of New York Route 30 outside of Malone. Voss previously served as an Army Ranger. Just like Troop B Commander Guess in the last episode, before joining the BORTAC, the Border Patrol's elite team of marksmen. Voss heard the sound of someone coughing in a wooded area nearby, and assembled his team to draw their weapons. Voss fired his M4 rifle and shot Matt, killing him in the process. Richard Matt was killed instantly. A toxicology report stated that Matt had a blood alcohol content of 0.18%, just over twice the legal limit, and thus corroborating the alcohol-induced stupor before he was shot to death. Matt's son Nicholas Harris claimed his father's body at a funeral home in Plattsburgh and took it back to Tonawanda, where no funeral services were held, nor did he deserve them either. One half of the fugitives had been caught and put out of his misery, but the manhunt was nowhere near finished. In the meantime, Sweat was holed up nearby and once he got wind of Matt's killing, got an important adrenaline shot and took off running. But time would soon run out. On June 28th, Trooper Sergeant David Cook discovered a body in a hayfield in the town of Constable, a virtual hop, skip, and a jump away from the Canadian border. Prior to firing his revolver and fearing he'd lose sweat, Cook yelled, Hey, come over here. Cook, then a 21-year veteran of the state police, Air Force veteran, and firearms instructor in a past life, fired his revolver, and hit Sweat twice in the torso. Sweat was taken to the Alice Hyde Medical Center in Malone for guarded treatment. Upon release, he was driven to Potsdam, from where he was flown by medevac to Albany Medical Center for further treatment. After 22 agonizing days of searching by various law enforcement agencies and uncertainty among the locals, the biggest manhunt in New York State history had come to an end. David Sweat was remanded to the Five Points Correctional Facility in Chemung County, where he was treated at the prison infirmary and soon sent to the Special Housing Unit. Fancy prison talk for solitary confinement. After stints at both that prison and Attica, he was transferred to the Auburn Correctional Facility west of Syracuse in late 2018. Sweat had additional time tacked onto his life sentence and was also ordered to pay $80,000 in restitution. Joyce Mitchell, the tailor shop employee who unwittingly ran the point for the escape, stood trial in Clinton County Court. In September of 2015, Mitchell was sentenced to two and a half to seven years in prison for promoting prison contraband. The shorter sentence came as a result of a plea deal. After over four years at the Bedford Hills Correctional Facility, a women's maximum security prison in Westchester County, Mitchell was released in February of this year, 2020, just before the pandemic started, and was put under community supervision in Franklin County until June of 2022. Gene Palmer, who also snuck contraband in meat patties, pled not guilty to the same charges as Mitchell, but was sentenced to only six months in Clinton County Jail and fined $5,375. He was released two-thirds of the way through a sentence on good behavior. Amongst Mitchell and Palmer's co-workers, around 8 or 9 corrections officers and higher-ups at CCF were either suspended or placed on administrative leave. Oddly enough, a handful of them had nothing at all to do with the breakout. Yet there they were, made to hang. Metaphorically speaking, that is. Stephen Rossette, the prison's warden and a DOCCS employee of four decades standing, was amongst those given the boot and he himself was replaced by Michael Kirkpatrick on July 1, 2015. Since the day after the breakout, Clinton Correctional Facility officials took corrective actions, including but by no means limited to increased daily random searches for contraband in cells, unpredictable bed checks, monthly tunnel inspections, and the temporary suspension of the prison's honor block. As if that wasn't enough, the following year, the New York State Inspector General released its report on the prison break. It's a lengthy read weighing in at 154 pages, but the essential points made were that the breakout came as a result of what they termed as quote, long systemic failures in management and oversight by docs. End quote. And that there was a similar prison break a decade earlier from the Elmira Correctional Facility, which didn't last anywhere as long as this. Proper actions were not taken on the part of DOC staff to prevent another such escape. The report recommended the bolstering of security measures at prison front gates, increased oversight of the department, and the priority of inmate security over production goals, in air quotes, in the tailor shop, to name but a few. This may be the end of the long road exploring the Dannemora prison break of 2015, but it doesn't have to be for you. May I suggest the aforementioned book by Charles A. Gardner, Again, get it at your independent bookstore. They can sure use the help right now. For those wanting visual entertainment, even if you're still under quarantine, Showtime released a miniseries in late 2018 entitled Escape at Dannemora, directed by actor Ben Stiller. Yes, that Ben Stiller, from Zoolander and There's Something About Mary fame. Also, the cable network Oxygen aired a special about the prison break around the same time, imaginatively titled Dannemora Prison Break, with actress Bryce Dallas Howard serving as a narrator. Thanks for listening to this episode of C.R. Crime. If you like what you've heard, especially during this four-part series about the Dannemora Prison Break, tell your friends and those in your circle, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or the podcaster of your choosing. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or likewise, the podcatcher of your choosing. I'll talk to you again in two weeks, so until we talk again, have yourself a great and safe 4th of July. Do so responsibly with the pandemic going on still. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.